evening, everyone, and welcome. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Hi, I'm Cole, playing Olorun Dawnseeker, the ASMR Just Paladin now. Ooh, doing the old Oath of Glory business. Hi, I'm Megan. I'm playing Sorry Landir, the Eldrin Glamour Bard. Hi, hi, I'm Eric, who recently discovered a very large mosquito in this room, and I'm playing Starak, the Eric Hawker Horizon Walker Ranger. I have a weapon. It's a bowl. <laughs> well, I guess that makes me, well, Mars, playing Talroth Oakenblade, the Wood Elf Scout that uh, just picked up his first level in Ranger. Ooh. And I'm Kez, and I'm playing Treasure Nightcrafter. The tiefling fighter. All right, guys, nicely done. We um, we have made it. We're we're back in the new year. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us, and uh, thank you, Megan and Eric, for uh, for running your show last week. You guys didn't get a chance to check it out. It is um, is the first episode of the archives uh, from uh, because they are the archivist. Uh, that is that is the team name. So. Very awesome with that. We are going to be making that a weekly show, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna put out a blast. Let you guys know when um, when that's going to be. We're currently looking at Thursdays, early enough that it doesn't overlap with uh, with Critical Role and, and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. So please check that out if you ever have any questions about the the game or what's going on or what's happened in the past or or just want to talk to some of us that's going to be um our our hanging out and and doing the chitting and or chatting evening please we need more friends quarantine is rough it is rough super it is rough it is rough people are like oh there's no quarantine and you're like nah in florida when all the weird strains from across the world show up and you're like i'm gonna hang out inside for a bit we're just gonna let y'all have a good time. Um, so that's that's kind of the news on our front. Um, we are looking into starting some new games this year, absolutely, and um, hopefully coming up soon. But we might be running some other special special shows. Um, if you're part of our Patreon, A to Z Monstrosities is going to be back this week. Um, we do exclusive stream shows on through YouTube to the Patreon, and you can catch them there. And what it is, is I'm going my from the uh, A to Z in the Monster Manual and creating mythic encounters uh, for all of the monster entries. So if you are interested in um, updating your Monster Manual or bringing in some some tougher enemies, some bigger bosses, a few more hit points, and more danger and and um, all of those sorts of sorts of things, then this is the the show and or moment for for you. Um, is there anything else that we need to to mention and or hype? Mm, I'm not seeing it. everybody seems. Um, yes, go, Eric. Go do. As always, I'll do a pitch for my beautiful, wonderful, amazing fiance has a YouTube page. If you are a music educator or a music educator um, 
uh, know a music educator, make sure to go to the YouTube page Ready Go Music, which has rhythm play-alongs um, and makes content for uh, elementary music education for you to uh, help teach in these quarantine times. Uh, even works. Uh, these videos even work well for in-person teaching scenarios. Awesome. Go ahead. So they didn't point it out immediately on Crit Roll either, so I feel like there's a precedent for this. But I just want to let people know if they didn't that a certain DM and one of our one of our favorite players, Miss Fable Frost, Caitlin, uh, have decided to to take a take a wonderful leap into adventure this year and got engaged. And honestly, fucking Mazel Tov, my dude. <laughs> Thank you guys very much. We appreciate it. So, um, so yes, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That is, that is very exciting as well. Uh, all right, before my embarrassment overtakes me, we're going to let's start the adventure, shall we? Sam had to remind Matt and Marisha, too, so I feel... Oh. <laughs> my job is a bard. It is. You are, you are fulfilling... You are fulfilling your bardly duties. Well, well done. All right, guys, let's get into it, shall we? Our adventure takes place in the lands of Lichtdracht. They are lands of myth, of legend, lands filled with fate and destiny, where the reach of many gods is um, slim, to uh, put it mildly perhaps slimmer still uh our heroes had recently departed the town of vlodensravik a uh, river crossing town um rich with trade and culture that uh, they had been through a number of adventures in um mostly dealing with the mad beholder velxer the nearby mountain range after which uh, our own treasure nightcrafter um, discovered that her uh, her past was catching up to her, and um, bounty hunters had um, begun to pursue her. Just recently, they were able to fight off a pair of pale brothers and uh, drive them into retreat. And the following day, after coming into conflict with his uh, patron and sentient weapon, the arm of one of the arms of the fated uh, Dawnbringer, Olarun, uh, attempted to um, banish the light of Dawnbringer. That didn't go well. Uh, put her in timeout. That was really all it was. Yes, using your pact magic granted to you by the patron that you are trying to put in timeout. I just tried to make my baby go to sleep by giving him Benadryl, that's all. <laughs> I'm not just a bad give, parent. Just give him a lollipop soaked in bourbon, they'll be fine. Apparently Benadryl can make people hyper as well. Hmm, yeah. that's news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Does it happen to Kez? Uh, so yeah. First time I ever had Benadryl. I had a, I was having a great allergic reaction, and uh, 
my uh, ex-girlfriend at the time looked at me and she goes, now be careful, this stuff's going to knock you out. And I was a bigger guy back then, and I'm just like, look, it's going to take more than one pillow of this to knock me out. Fifteen minutes later, gone. <laughs> yeah, uh, oddly enough, certain people do have it, the exact opposite reaction with Benadryl. Ah! Yeah, it's apparently pretty rare, though. So, um, after coming to terms with, uh, with Dawnbringer and having lost the access to his pact magic, um, our group began to hear the uh, beating of, of drums or hooves in the distance and listened ever so slightly as it grew louder. So that is where we are picking up. Um, you guys are in camp. It is midday. You had stopped for lunch uh, and had a bit of a row with um, with a, a sentient artifact um, that is, I suppose, a bit testy at the moment. So, uh, what would you guys like to do? That's what I need. I get us a little background music. <laughs> uh, can we figure out how far away that rumbling is? Why don't you guys do me a favor? Make me perception checks, and um, then after I get the, those totals, use your passive perception as the floor, and then we'll. I'll probably need some. Um, Probably need some survival checks as well, but let's let's get perception first. Go ahead and roll that. Yeah, use your um, passive as the floor, and then if you would guys wouldn't mind giving it to me in order while I set up some background music, because like I said, we are professionals. We clearly know what we're doing and and haven't um, forgotten to do. The simple and important things of life. <laughs> um, what'd you get, Olerun? Uh Nine. Nine. Okay. That's your that's your passive perception. That's your floor. Oh, my passive is a ten. My floor is a ten. It's just literally one one higher. So, <laughs> not the most wisdomous of people. You're you're really you're you're. Past choices do not uh, prove that at all. <laughs> oh, really? Ah. <clears throat> so, right. 18. Nice. Eric. Um, rolled a 12, but my passive floor is 21. So. Okay. Got a 24. Nice. 15. Okay. Um,. So, uh, let me have. Uh, I will have the the Saride, Tarak, and Talroth. Give me survival checks. Uh, what uh, kind of um, land are we in? Great grass plains. Okay, not one of mine. Ooh, nine. Nine. Twenty-two. Okay. Hey, take it. 
Um, so you guys, with your perception checks, you know that they're more than two miles away. Um, the uh, the day is pretty clear, and on and the grass wall, while it does get a bit high, um, waist height, maybe maybe you know hip or rib height, in some places it, it is not. Um, it's not a forest, right? It's not. It's not that large. There are some hills, but they are. Mm, Few and far between, right? Um, on a clear day, your line of sight in a flat area is about two miles, and you guys do not see them. You do know that it is um, the sound of the drums is coming from the northwest. Um, you can tell by the nature of it. Um, it. Tauroth, you can tell that it seems to be moving in a um, northeastern direction. So if you guys continue straight north, you you may run across them. But as far as um, it does not sound like they are heading immediately in your in your direction. Um, so so generally a little bit like they will get a little louder, but um, the wind that is blowing in from the west is carrying that noise uh, with it. And those those drums must be pretty loud. Well, uh, we were all planning on skedaddling a bit more to the north, weren't we? Looks like we might be running into them probably on the sooner rather than later. Unless we want to slow down, maybe speed up. Well, do you want to run in the, into them? Because it, I feel like they're coming our way. Well, if we are going to run into them, I prefer having them a little more on our own terms as opposed to letting them kind of get the better of us. All right. Um, before we go, she'll walk up to Tauroth and... like clean something off of him a nice gesture and fourth level cure wounds because i can't roll for shit so <laughs> except this one time 30. <laughs> that puts me back to full Right. Uh, thank you, Kyle. Yeah, ride. That was a uh, that was very helpful. Well, I'm nothing if not helpful. Is everyone else feeling all right? Treasure, are you okay? I'm crispy, but I'm fine. <laughs> She'll give you a healing word. Wait, someone's got tea? It's Elvin. It's the it's the one thing she always says. You know what it means. I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> I do speak that language, so I definitely know that. But maybe for Apparently, Elvin, she's offering it to treasure now, too, so... I'll tell you. <laughs> I 
Hey, uh, Sirak, you got a second? Ah, yeah, many seconds. What do you need? Well, uh, have a bit of a feeling that things might get a little hairy coming up with these centaurs pretty soon. Uh, I was wondering if it might be all right with you if I got those, uh, those blades of household rain back, because I have a feeling... If things go down, I'm going to need to haul ass in and out of them, and I'd rather not get tagged. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, um. And he'll go, like, to either side and, like, unclip the swords and, like, kind of hold them real quick and kind of, like, look over the scabbards and the symbology and the runes and their planar nature, and he'll be like, uh, yeah, yeah, here, here, here you go. Well, thank you very much. Uh, now, I ain't gonna keep these away from you. Say, so I'm perfectly fine. Just at least between the two of us, just when we need them, we use them. It's just since I tend to get a little uh, up in things' faces. Yeah, these might be a little more useful than the big old clunker I'm carrying around right now. Oh no, I uh, believe me, I perfectly understand it. He'll he'll go to put an arm on your shoulder, and then he's can't quite get all the way up there, so he just I'll, puts it all inside of your arm. Bit, like, get onto and, he'll, and he'll look at you and he'll just be like, uh, you take care of this, and remember uh, remember all the things I've taught you about nature. You got this. I believe in you. And also, don't die. Because like, I only have a few times that I can heal a person. So, like, let's not use that up. Very sound advice. I will do my best to not die. No, but I... I uh. Well, I mean, if things go well, then we might not even need to fight. This is more just that, uh, I, I don't know, um, backup plan kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll. It, let's hope it goes better than me with those uh, hobgoblins. Yeah, but meaning to ask you, uh, what in the hell happened that you pissed them off so bad they started chasing us all down? Okay, so, um, like I got to them, all right, and they were like, <clears throat> Hey, I like your swords. And I was like, thanks, they're pretty great swords. And they were then like, how about you give them to us? And I was, I was like, no, I don't think that's amenable. And then they're like, well, what about all the people you got over there? Sorry, the voice was hurting me. What about all the people that are over there? And I was like, oh no, they don't have anything. They're, they're my posse. I'm, you know, I'm the big shot. I was trying to protect you guys. And, and then, uh, then they basically told me they were taking the swords. And that's when I did the best idea that I could think of at the time, which was run just pieced out of there as best I could. And, uh, then it went south. Well, it was a damn good thing you were able to get your ass out of there in one piece and them not getting these very fine blades. Indeed. I mean... Yeah. I mean, hell, I can't even think of what we all would have had to go through. I mean, if they managed to get them, us having to fight them to get them back. But, hey, we got away. We're alive. We're good. Yeah. 
I don't want to do that again. That was particularly scary. I'm not going to lie. That was not the smartest thing I've ever done, and I don't think I'm going to venture into that sort of thing again anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of know what you mean on that one. I, I've tried to lie before. I've tried to twist words around, but uh, somehow people just get all mad and upset, and somehow say people think I was groping them and when Wyatt and all this shit. I, I don't know. It's like, talking's hard. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Talking's real hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we... So, well, we are, we're going to meet up with these things now, right? Like, we're going to head to them? Well, I have a bit of a keen interest in them, so now it's just going to be a matter of seeing if everyone else wants to follow suit or if these guys decide to Turn around and meet us. All right. I have a question. Can I ritual cast things? Have you taken the ritual caster feet? Nope. Okay. Can wait. Can bards not ritual cast? Isn't there I, like? I, sorry. I don't know. I thought it was only like clerics and druids and paladins uh, that could. Bards can ritual cast if the spell has a ritual tag, yes. And it had okay. So um, there you go. I would like to ritual cast comprehend languages. Okay. So just in case horses nay different. Sure. Okay. So um so you you sit and begin um playing at your uh at your instrument. Yep, there you go. And as the notes carry through the air, after after about 10, 11 minutes, 12 minutes, something like that, um, of this, this haunting sort of tune uh, as the strings ring uh, clear, your ears begin to, to uh, sort of feel warm and tingle and adjust just a bit as uh, words begin to take on a more um, the context comes through far clearer. You begin to understand. So, yeah, no problem. <clears throat> um, what is the duration on... Uh... An hour. Okay, sounds good. What are, and now, what are you guys up to? Um, like packing up camp and getting ready to head out, I guess. Okay. So, uh, have we decided which shot? Are we going to be? Are we going to be headed towards the hoofbeats? Are we towards the drums, or are we headed uh, towards a different direction? And I'm kind of thinking maybe head towards it, but kind of anticipate where they're going to be going. So we just kind of meet paths with them instead of ended up having to chase them. All right. I mean, I'm fine with that. What's everyone else think? That sounds fine. 
Wolverine's like, am I, am I allowed to talk? This is kind of my fault. So, uh, yeah. So, um, I just, uh, I think we should try and go about our business as best we can. We were looking for them anyway, weren't weren't we? Yeah, um, at least with uh, what I've what I've heard, it's more of a rumor that they might have the blade, but it's probably the closest rumor that I've heard across anything. Well, then uh, at least we have a, a place to start. So just try and be respectful and handle this as diplomatically as possible, I guess. And if things turn south... Uh, you want to try putting your sword in timeout in the middle of them again? See what happens? No, no I'm not doing that again. That's a really oh. bad idea. Um, okay, good. Glad we're all on the same page. So, and I'll just clap him on the shoulder. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. You guys pack up your camp. You begin to head uh, just directly north. Um, moving on a a path that you know you're gonna intersect um, with with them a bit. As you are traveling, you begin to hear more of those um, those drum beats. The carry on uh, on the wind. They are a little um, a little louder, and you can hear them with like the heavy bass and undertones of the hoofbeats. Um, it is a steady sort of almost lulling rhythm that uh, carries along the wind. Um, at first it was unsettling, but uh, at this point there is something something just sort of primal about it, uh, that that helps sort of uh, keep the pace of of the travel. Uh, you guys are traveling for. Um, somebody roll me a d four. You guys are traveling for the first hour. Um, you are, you do hear it. Um, you kind of hear that where, from your survival ability and your, you guys' high perception checks and passive perceptions and things like that, you know that um, whatever this group is has sort of crossed in front of you. And you can, you're beginning to see them sort of on the, on the horizon. It does seem like they had taken just a slightly sharper, um, path uh, than, than you guys have probably initially anticipated, or they adjusted. Uh, and you can tell that they're actually, you guys are traveling pretty close to the river. You guys were, you said, about eyeshot away. So again, about a mile and a half, um, two miles to, to the river. And coming towards the end of the second hour, you can now see them. They're maybe half a mile off. Um, they have come to the river. Um, with your passive perceptions, you can see that there are uh, there are a few things happening. 
Uh, one, it looks like there's a group of a, a group of maybe a couple of dozen um, horse riders or or centaurs. It's difficult to tell at this distance um, that are that are by the river. Um, the business that they're doing is difficult to tell at, at this distance, but you do see them sort of milling about. Um, you also notice that there are uh, some of them seem a little agitated, and but their focus is not on you guys, to which are to their south. Um, there's something to the north uh, cr across the river. The river's pretty wide, remember. Um, but this is one of those narrower portions of it um, that seems to be um, having have caught their attention. Seems to have caught their attention. So they're how far from us right now? Um, how far do you want them to be? I was going to say about half a mile. Give you guys, if the case there was anything you guys wanted to do on the approach, um, we can be closer to like five hundred feet. If because um, you you are approaching them. Um, uh. So I will. Uh, I'll turn to um, the rest of the group. Do we want to head over there, or um, I don't. I don't necessarily know what's going on. I could signal our coming in a very obvious way to make it so that you know, which may be a good idea. Talroth, do you want them to know? What you're looking for? <sighs> That's a pretty damn good question. Uh, hmm. Thing is, I don't know if this is going to be the exact uh, pack or troop. But what do you call the group of centaurs anyway? Heard, I want to say. Heard? Well, yeah, let's go. We heard of them. They're right there. Well, you know what? Herd sounds good. So, uh, I mean, I don't know if this herd even has a blade or if they know of the blade, but. <sighs> so question for the DM. Mm -hmm. um, would there be some kind of check I can make to see if I would know one of the, like, if there's any sort of proper way to approach centaurs to kind of show them that we don't. It's like we're not here to kill them, but it's more of a hey, we want to talk. Or uh, you want to keep your hands flat and together, so that they don't bite your fingers when you offer them the sugar cube. Make a history check. I'm shutting up now. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. You're all good. If he can do a herd joke, you can do a sugar yeah. cube joke. Entirely free game. I not one, mm. but it's a total seven. Uh, you, mm, no, you 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 are not sure. Um, ever all the reputation that you know about centaurs is um, they are well, perhaps in, in you know the the legends of them from the Feywild are are, are filled with sort of um, noble stories, but your own experience with them. Is is purely the brutality of 
of a warband uh, tearing through your village. Oh, wait. Centaurs are fey creatures? Um, some are. Uh, Eric, if you want to make me a history check. Okay, just because fey is one of my favorite enemies. That's why I was like, okay. Yeah, go for it. Oh. Hey! Yeet! Natural 20. Okay. Okay, so that's going to be... Uh, oh, good, for a 21. Extra planar centaurs from uh, the Feywild or from uh, Arcadia, the plain, not the former uh, strait of, uh, of water. Um, they are Fey. They are considered Fey creatures. Um, terrestrial centaurs... Uh, are far enough removed from them that they are more akin to monstrosities. Um, they do not have the the air of um, wild fey magic on them, uh, but they do still commonly speak uh, Sylvan and Elven. Um, and occasionally one of them is, is a little more uh, ascendant. Right. It's it, so it's the same way that like um, elves are fey, but only when they're from the fey wild. So, so with that information, we can assume that the ones who ransacked Tauros Town weren't fey; they were probably terrestrial centaurs. Yes, they're 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 probably more akin to monstrosities. Okay, and these guys, can we determine from this point if they look like they are more fey or more terrestrial? Uh, probably not at this distance, because um, you're just kind of seeing their outlines and moving. Um, it, it does seem, I would say, with a natural 20, I'll go ahead and give you, they're 99% they're um, terrestrial. All right, so I'll say, saw up! So there are two different like types of centaurs. You have your like centaurs who are kind of like essentially from the Feywilds, and you have your centaurs who are basically from here, you know, sort of sense. And um, these look like they're centaurs who are kind of from this area, not necessarily from like other places. So they're probably a little bit more, uh, a little bit less talking to and a little bit more raw so you're saying we should be ready to throw down if it comes down to it like they're these the terrestrials I don't want to make like an all centaur sort of thing but like the terrestrial centaurs are a little bit more um they're a little bit more combative they're a little bit they're not as like they're not as much of a community, let's say, as, like, the Fae Centaurs. Like, they're not, like, you know, they're just more monstrosities. They're more akin to, like, monsters that we've fought. So, like, just to be careful about that. That could, uh... They could see us, and just immediately it's it's time to go. What did the rest of y'all think? Think we should try making nice and saying hi, or maybe start having treasure run over, try to suplex one of them? We want information. 
from them, yes. Well, can't those uh, make one of them talk after they're dead? Or is that something that he can't do? He's not a necromancer. But, okay, so you need information. And they seem to be a little bit more interested with something across the river. Perhaps we could offer our services. Uh, not a bad idea. Is the friend of my enemy my friend or my enemy? Was that a trick question or do, do you need an answer? Oh, honey, she's just going to pet him. <laughs> As so am I throwing horses or what? Not yet. <laughs> I want to emphasize the yet. <laughs> so I do speak Elvish and Sylvan. So if at any point we can get close enough that I can see their mouths moving, I can kind of see what they're saying. Okay. As you guys continue to make your approach, your wagons uh, traveling in, in the line, let's say you guys are in the first wagon. Uh, up front, maybe the others are hanging back. Um, who's driving the cart? Yeah, one of the Dexy people. I, I've been studying um, uh, vehicle proficiencies in my off time. So okay, I All don't right. have it fully yet, but I'm 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 getting there. So but you're working on it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate because... the irony of the bird that can fly studying land vehicle proficiency. Mm -hmm. So, he understands y'all are. Uh, he understands y'all need some help. So, absolutely, absolutely. So, <laughs> as you guys are making your way uh, up at about a thousand feet, um, you notice that. So the tribe that is that is there. There's probably mm, two, three dozen of them. Some of them are smaller. There are some kids. There are some. Um, there are some um, souls. Yeah, some um, women, although the women look as sturdy and um, combative, let's say, as as the men in the tribe. Um, but they are they're doing what looks like either some fishing and a little bit of maybe like some laundry. They're filling water water jugs. They're kind of here for, for just like river use, um, mostly. Uh, you can tell that almost all of them, even the kids, seem to have small blades on them. Um, and there is a contingent of warriors that are sort of standing guard um, on the northern shore in this little bend that, that they are at. As they notice that you you're not changing uh, direction. You are you are approaching them at about a thousand feet. Um, a a group of about six of them uh, turn uh, turn to the the south and begin riding to approach you. As they come riding up, you can see that they uh, primarily wield uh, spears. And um, halberds, rain, you know, polearm sort of weapons. Um, you can tell that they have short bows, each of them slung along their their backs, um, with uh, 
quivers um, on their near their front haunches, um, and they they are they are making this approach at a at a pretty quick speed. They are definitely faster than your horses pulling the carts. Um, As they're approaching, I would slow the cart down a little bit to okay. not show any sort of hostility. Just slow it down so that way we know they're coming. Okay. Yeah, so so you you begin to slow uh, slow down a bit. There is a um, a female of the tribe. Uh, you can see the um, she's the only one that doesn't seem to be wielding a uh, pole arm of any kind. You you can see she's got this um, these heavy axes, and one of the axes is almost more like a shovel head. Um, like a like a great sort of bladed spade, um, but they're they're short hafted weapons. And uh, as she rides up, um, what her hand is is on um, is on one of them. Her hair is long and black and thick uh, to the follicles, and and along the sides of her of her head, um, it is. Uh, shaved, so it looks all the more like a mane, um, and the hair stretches uh, down down her back, down the spine of her of her human back, humanish back. Um, they come they come riding up, and at about uh, most of the others have their bows uh, drawn but not knocked, um, and. She'll. They'll stop at about fifty feet uh, from you, and um, you hear her sort of. Uh, what is your business with us? I'm going to lean over to Talroth and say, "Do you mind?" I'll just kind of lean back. By all means, because <laughs> words are hard. She's going to bamf 30 feet so she doesn't scare them because she's in winter. Okay. And See, then walk up 10. Seeing you teleport, when when you teleport, uh, they all sort of, most of them rear, the ones in the back, right? The other five um, that are with a mix, mix of male and female um, so, sort of rear up they don't quite ninny but there is a um there is a a more primal sort of guttural um almost woeing or or uh vocalization right that comes with it that you can you sort of instinctually know is a is a like warning in and among them and uh, the leader, lead female, doesn't uh, doesn't seem phased or moved, but the others have have reached for arrows um, almost as quickly as it as you teleport. They are um, armed and and ready. But she she raises a hand. They remain uh, un uh, unconvinced, but um, placid for the moment. Her her hands are up. Mm-hmm. Um, on her way, she's, she's gonna, um, 
put like salve on her lips. Okay. Just chapstick up a little bit, get some gloss on those bad boys. Okay. And cast Fey Aspect. Okay. What does that do? So, um, she's going, she, you surround yourself with varying illusions, enhancing your natural charismatic attributes for the duration of the spell, which is a minute, but it's a cantrip and I can cast it at will. So do with that what you will. Okay. Um, she's going for calming. You, you exude an aura of calm, almost giving off a comforting light as you smile. You double your charisma bonus on charisma persuasion checks. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Super glossy. Hey guys. Um, so she's up and she's, uh, I apologize if I startled you, but, uh, I didn't, we didn't want to, to waste your time in trying to travel to meet you. I'm an emissary for the scion of house Oakenblade. How can we help you? Um, make a persuasion check. Thing. Um, um, so what is it? So I rolled a two. Okay. But that means I, I, but I double. Oh, I just double the charisma bonus. You double the charisma bonus. So I add thirteen to it, so seventeen. <laughs> so fi- uh, fifteen. Wait, hold on. So it was an eight plus five is thirteen plus two is fifteen. Sorry, yes. Yeah. So just fifteen. Just fifteen. Okay. Well, well, well you... on a two. On a two. So, uh, as as you are um, as you're speaking, the the you can see the the muscles and the others sort of relax a little bit. Although the leader herself doesn't doesn't seem um, tremendously impressed, uh, she does sort of. What? What you can do for us is tell us what business you have or people wide birth and she'll she'll motion out across the plains. Plains away from the river? Yeah. We are traveling this way. On business for House Oakenblade? Is there a way that we can get passage through your tribe? My tribe is not. We are not escorts. Nor do we have business with any house. You can tell she doesn't. She doesn't really get um, House Oakenblade. Like that's that's sort of eh, doesn't doesn't click for her. Um, so unless you have business, be safest for you. If you kept your distance. Just one small question. Mm-hmm. Would the rest of us be close enough to hear this conversation? 
Yeah. She's she's speaking loudly and clearly. Yeah. It, it is not um she's making no effort to hide um to hide what's what's going on. I'm gonna kinda lean over to Talroth and be like, uh maybe you should say something. Yeah, I was thinking, uh excuse me. So I'll hop off the cart. Mm-hmm. And start making my way over, not trying to stealth or hide. I'll actually take the hood down, mm-hmm. so that way they can see I'm just coming up. Mm-hmm. He's real. Uh, when he comes up, I'm going to bow, grab his hand, and touch it to my head and say, "My lord," and <laughs> cast it, uh, cast inspiration on him. <laughs> okay. As, he, as he's walking up, can I go ahead and uh, like like just put my hand on his shoulder and uh, cast enhance ability um, and give him eagle splendor? Is that cool? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Um, so that's an advantage now, on charisma. Mm-hmm. An advantage on charisma checks. Lord knows you're going to need it. <laughs> All right, so I'll walk up, hood down. Uh, I know you said that you don't have much business with to do with the house open blade. But perhaps you might be able to at least point us towards the direction of those who might have. Perhaps uh, some decades in the past at one point. The. um... Hold on one sec. Um, she looks back at her, at her, at her team and they, they're sort of, you hear, she kind of turns just a little bit. One of them comes up and you guys can, um, your passive perceptions are high enough. The three of you, uh, I'd say the other, the two of you with the lower ones, apologies. Um, they are speaking in Sylvan. Um, so if you understand Sylvan you, and or comprehend languages, you can you can understand what they're saying. Um, the conversation goes uh, something like this: Are you? Do you know what they're talking about? No. Um, is this the the houses? The houses are an odd thing for them. You you gather just from context, um, being um, sort of a nomadic tribe. Um, the the Sylvan word uh, for house and um, very much has a connotation of uh, permanence. It's not just like a domicile, but it it is of Sylvan and Fey origin. And so we're talking like something that stood since the dawn of time, right? And <laughs> and you know, like that that's long lived for elves or Fey elves. You know what I mean? Like. 
And so they're like, yeah, we don't have any of that. I don't, we don't, we don't want it. We don't need it. I don't really get what they're uh, talking about. And then one of the one that she's talking to sort of goes, maybe they, um, they mean the, the river town. Uh, you, you kind of piece together that river town is, is Vloden Travekt. Um, no, no, no. Tribes haven't been to the river town in, in four or five generations. They, they're sort of kind of racking their brains about it. And um, and her um, confidant, let's call him, uh, sort of goes, you think they mean the, um, the broken place? Oh, maybe. I guess so. Um, the word that they use for a broken place in Sylvan is... Um, much more akin to like um ruins but it has sort of a subtle um a subtle hint of burnt down with it uh associated with it right it it would it's sort of the way you would describe um chernobyl right um a place that is damaged and hurt uh, but also suffered, and and nobody lives there anymore, right? There there is a connotation of a pain in the land itself, which uh, which Sylvans would sort of have words for, right? Does that sound like something we know on the map? Um, you can make a history check if if you would like, and and so they're 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 kind of maybe. Huh? Sorry, thinking loud. You're you're good. As they're talking mm-hmm. and they start mentioning about the the broken place, I'll probably take one step closer and start speaking in Sylvan to okay. show them I can understand you. Okay. Uh, perhaps it might be a little clearer if I might explain a bit of the story of what I'm searching for. They um, they look a little surprised. Um, not that you could understand them. They weren't trying to be terribly stealthy about it. Um, but 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 they they also seem slightly impressed that you speak Sylvan. Um, so so you earn a little bit of their attention and um, and a little less um, incredulity. And and she'll she sort of hold holds her hand up at her. Uh, confident. All right, then. Explain. All right, so I'll just hold a hand up, slowly reach behind, and take the double-bladed sword off my back. Mm-hmm. And just kind of put it down on the ground in front of me. So, the the double-bladed scimitar that you that you have there, tell us about it. What does it look like? This is one. This is the one that Thosin, I had asked Thosin to make a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly just so I can start getting back into practice with it, because mm-hmm. just had that sneaking suspicion the skill might be handy. It's not the exact look of the one that was broken, mm-hmm. but just based on notes and drawings that I was able to show Thosin, it it's a close replica. Okay. So it doesn't have the exact details. It doesn't have any of the runes. This one doesn't have any magic. 
but at least the the handle that's connecting the blades has a very like a woodworked kind of woven lattice pattern to it mm-hmm. that would have been very similar to the original one. Mm-hmm. Okay. As as they um, as you as you hold it up and and sort of show it show it to them, <clears throat> they um, they kind of eye it um, and they. Um, There's an air of recognition, definitely in the leader's face. And, uh, and she sort of, ah, okay. Um, and, the, and her confidant leans over and is like, they, they want... A younger Sukling? Ah, uh, yeah, a longer Suki. Um... It's not a it's not a sylvan word. It you get the feeling it's a name or a title. Um and they and and she goes, Ah that's only one uh tribesman. Well, he carries a blade like that now. Uh, Is it safe to ask does the, the the pommel, the bottom of the blade, does it look to be broken, like it's missing a piece? Yes. Yes. It would be very much in our best interest if I were to have a conversation with him. <clears throat> Rather than Ayanga is who you speak. Rather than Ayanga would be the third to carry that blade. That is the Windcutter's Blade. Blade of thundering hoops. The leader of all tribes carries that blade. Well, since it seems that there's a bit of history with that blade with your tribe, would you be opposed to at least my companions and I having a bit of a meal this with you? Exact moment, you guys hear that whinny, that um, that primal guttural cautionary um, sound. Um, you hear it echoing. The drums have stopped, um, and you guys had seen that there were there were people sort of drumming. Uh, there and behind them, you see a scattering of uh, of those on uh, of all those with hooves um, as they they begin to um, run from the uh, 
from the shoreline uh, and breaking out of the shoreline and carrying itself up and over onto the shore, uh, you see this massive uh, reptilian um, terror, huge teeth nearly the size of, uh, of a halfling, um, and behind it, further to the north, uh, another one. And you can see that one of them had, uh, was wrapped up in, in nets, um, and the second one is not, uh, and is sort of breaking through on the northern banks, um, and now beginning to sort of run uh, deeper into the grasslands as though it's trying to cut off uh, the tribesmen's escape. Um, and then not too far from you, about 150 feet, a third uh, up and out of the water, the terrifying scream uh, shakes you to your core. It vibrates everything along the grasses and um, she curses in common because Sylvan doesn't have uh, proper curse words. Um, the blades are drawn, the, the arrows uh, are quickly knocked and you hear uh, one of them scream at her, three, never seen three of the terror lizards. That is not we came for one, we'll take them all. And the, you can hear they start arguing uh, about how many people are about to to die. Um, for anybody that, that would like a reference, uh, this is about... Uh, it is definitely huge. Um, it's going to say about mm, 20 feet tall, a little more, 25, bigger, giant size. Could rival most giants. Um, huge haunches, massive tail, uh, but the the true terror is the front jaw. A, a lizard, uh, like a thunder king of a lizard, um, and tiny, tiny front arms. Big head, tiny arms. Did you say it had teeth the size of halflings? Yeah. That's terrifying. Um, also, just for, um, before we lose it, um, I realize we're now about to fight some uh, dinosaurs, but you asked me for a history check on Chernobyl? Yeah. I rolled in that 20 for 25. Um, reminds you of Bacliff. Or later. Yeah. It reminds the, me of yeah. what? The ruins of Bakla. That's what I thought. Okay. Fuck. Okay. We spring into action. At least I spring into action. Let's uh yeah, go ahead. Let's let's flip for uh, initiative. Oh what what else is new, guys? <laughs> New uh, year, same stuff. Uh, my thunder lizards can. Okay, they're going to act last. So it's it's pretty much you guys. If you want to, I know three of you had jacks. 
I don't know what Saride had. Um, so Saride had a nine. Okay, so uh, Talroth, Treasure, The Rock. Um, I'm going to say that the closest one to you guys is 150 feet away. Um, I'm going to put the... Uh, let's see. For my, for my centaurs, uh, the centaurs are going to actually act first. And they immediately abandon you. They they don't care. They they turn and they're they're dashing um, in sort of a circular way. To sh- you can see like she's probably the leader of this this small group, and she's trying to she's shouting orders and commands. And you can see them sort of scattering. Some of them, um, the ones that had been doing like the fishing in in the nets that that are caught up in that central. Uh, T-Rex are um, are being uh, whipped and about like they're like they're nothing, uh, just being like tossed around. You can see some of them have crashed into each other. At least one of them has broken a a, a leg and a um, and so it, it is it is a terrifying scene um, immediately. So, what would you like to do? Um, I think Tyroth, you'll be first, right? Oh, I was just asking, uh, you said they're about 150 feet away? To the, clo- to the closest one. So, essentially, the, they, they were down on the river, right? They were doing their, their river business. Um, and you kind of got the feeling they knew that, that T-Rexes kind of came here to, to water and to drink. Sometimes they swim across the river. Um, and... You, uh, um, so for whatever reason, they, they were kind of watching and waiting for, for something like this to happen. They expected one, they ended up with three. And the three are doing the, um, the steal from another dinosaur. They're doing the clever girl, the, uh, <laughs> uh right? Yeah. So that's that, the, in, in simple layman's terms, that's what's happening. So, quick point of order: uh, Who is within ten feet of me? I would say Sirak and Treasure. Okay, so the two of them, you have uh, ten extra feet of movement uh, while you're within ten feet of me, because of my aura of alacrity and the combination of Dawnbringer. So, nice. At least until you get out of my aura. Yeah. All right, tell Roth, what's up? I'm just going to kind of look back at everybody, look at Saride. Fuck. And I'm going to start running, kind of following them. Just kick up the double-bladed first and just get ready. Okay. Uh, how far you're, you're, so you're running at, uh, at the Southern T-Rex. Um, are you dashing? How far are you going? I'm just going to go my normal movement first. Okay. So I'm not going to dash yet, but I'm going to use use the actions, kind of put the double-bladed back, and shit, would I have brought my shortbow with me? Let me see. Odds or evens? Nope. Okay. Shortbow is on the cart. Okay. So so you take off. Uh, what's your speed? 30? 35? Uh, 35. 35. Okay. You take off 35 feet. Any other actions? Um 
just dodge action for now, just in case. Okay. All right. But mostly, I'm just waiting for everyone else to kind of catch up. Okay. Dodge action. Got it. Uh, Sirak. Um, using my extra ten feet of movement, mm-hmm. I'm going to just like just straight from the cart, just start running. But the moment that my feet are not touching ground and I'm five feet up, my wings are just out and I'm flying and I'm using my 50 feet. uh, Well, it's 60 feet with uh, Olorun, which gets me within 90 feet, which is how far I need to be to cast um, Hunter's Mark. Okay. So thank you for that. And I will cast uh, Hunter's Mark on the Southern um, T-Rex. Okay. And then I will um, attack twice with my vicious longbow. Okay. Sounds good. Oh, damn. Uh, first one is going to be a 14. 14 does hit. Ah, nice. Mm-hmm. And the second one is going to be a 28. That'll hit as well. Cool. So that is 2d6 and 2d8. So that's 8, 16, 17, plus 8 for 23 points of damage. All right. And that's my turn. Sounds good, Sirak. Treasure. Okay. Of the three, you said there's one that's within 150 feet of us. Yep. But I'm also interested, knowing Treasure, how she is, which one and how far is the one that's like really tearing up people? Uh, I will say probably another 50 feet past that one. So 200 feet to the center, uh, to center Rex, and then um, Northern Rex, maybe another 50 feet. Okay, center Rex. How many people are on center Rex? Ooh, um. Does it look like they more or less have that handled, or they they do not have that handled? They have not rallied yet, so they okay. they have they have been sort of shocked and scattered. Um, some of them are are look like they're they're shooting at it. Um, some of them have sort of fallen and and been knocked over and and pushed around. So they they are uh, they are yet to rally. Cool. I'm going to try to cut off because obviously I'm. From where I'm at, which is fairly far back, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to keep Southern Rex from getting anywhere near Center Rex to give them a chance to rally. Okay. Sounds good. So you're going to take off dashing sort of Bolt. around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so 60 feet. Um, so you're, you're 90 feet uh, from Southern Rex, and uh, you'll, you're trying to circle around to, to the north side of it to be between it and Center Rex. It just put something in between yeah, absolutely. Two, which will give the centaurs a chance to rally and mm-hmm. just gonna go ahead and stand my ground there. Okay. Sounds sounds good. Uh so ride. <laughs> I'm going to cast Dimension Door. Okay. To get to the other side. Um to get to the one that's 150 feet away. Okay. Before I go, I'm grabbing Talroth, and he's coming with me. So Talroth is 35 feet away from you. I thought he was... He moved 35 feet. 
Then I'm using my movement to get to Talroth. Okay. And then I am dragging his unwashed ass all the way up to that dinosaur. Okay. Uh, Excuse you, but the month already passed. The shower was last week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll leave the vomit in the dimension. Okay. Uh, So you teleport. Um, where where do you want to be in relation to Southern Rex? Do you want to be within, like, five feet melee? Do you want to put Talroth there and you be five feet behind him? Um, where... Okay. Yes, because he needs to be in melee, yes. but if I'm in five feet, he gets sneak attack. So you're both going to be within melee of the... Yeah, because I'm, I'm dumb. Okay. All right. But I'm awful pretty. There I'm you go. I'm just watching the two squishiest people that we have just disappear from in front of me and directly at that thing. Yeah, well, you went flying past them and then suddenly in a in a flash of lavender light, uh there's uh there's Talroth and Saride um right at the foot of the T-Rex. I'm going to message back. I'm going to bonus action message back to him on your left. <laughs> There's just going to be, you're going to hear just a far off. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, technically not the way message works, but for the joke, we'll, we allow it today. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want the chat in the back to, that's not how message works. Yeah, we know how message works. It's fine. (laughs) And I'll just snarkily yell it over my shoulder. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) On my left! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, Olaroon. Okay, finally. Um, so, uh, look, I'm just tired of getting five, sixes, sevens, and threes is the worst. Um, so I am going to, uh, first what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my action to bust out the wings, baby. Okay. It's flying old rune time. Um, and then I am going to, uh... I can't dash, but I'm going to go as far as I can to okay. um, move towards the the southernmost um, the southernmost guy, and yep. I believe. Um, and then, uh, as a bonus action, I will cast. Uh, let's see, I will cast um, searing smite. On my uh, on my sword. Okay. On Dawnbringer. All right. And that will end my turn. Sounds good. Uh, on the dinosaurs' turns, um, you can see the ones that are the northern one. Uh, we'll just go from north to south. Uh, chomps down on one of the uh, centaurs and and sort of. You know, tosses it up and almost like it's playing with it with its food, kind of ragdolls, um, uh, ragdolls him around. The blood begins to spray. People are, are screaming and and running, and then it whips its tail um, around and and knocks over uh, a couple of more, uh, knocking them prone. Um, Center Rex uh, is going to miss with the bite. Uh, but it does catch uh, one of the one of the smaller centaurs and, with the tail, and you can see them sort of sort of get thrown uh, back. And the centaurs are not small either; they're you know they're they're large creatures, they're horse size, so they're getting tossed about. Um, 
and Southern Rex is going to um, bite. Uh, it'll bite at uh, evens is Tauroth odds is Saride uh, odds, so it's gonna bite at Saride. Uh, that is a 13 plus 10, 23. When you said 13, my heart lifted because my armor class is 14 now. <laughs> so like a nice little volleyball spike up and down, my dude. I'm sorry. Well, the good news is um, Thosin's going to kill you all if I die tonight. <laughs> By if I mean when, because I didn't heal myself. Okay, um, so hey. that is 4d12 plus 7. Um, that is 14, 20, 31 plus 7, 38 um, points of damage. And, Unconscious. Okay, and, and you Ready? are grappled. Grappled and restrained. Um, and then with its tail, it's going to whip its tail around and uh, and try to tail whip Tauroth. Uh, 4 plus 10 for 14. Nope. Okay. Uh, that is it for the Thunder Lizards. Uh, back, uh, new round. All right, Thunder Lizards are on a four. I saw an ace. Looks like it's um, Talroth, Olaroon, and then people can tell me what happens after that. Rock. All right. The only time I ever draw high is when I'm making death saves. Mm-hmm. What did you draw, Saride? King. King? Oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay, uh, Tauroth. All right, I was not expecting to get put like right next to Big Ugly here, and all of a sudden, Saride is airborne. Mm -hmm. Shit. Is there anybody else that would be threatening the T Rex, or am I just kind of on my own with it? At this point, you are on your own. Okay. Uh, is it possible to try to climb up on its back to distract it or something? Like to get on top of it to try to get to its head? Yeah, so it is large enough that you can uh, that you can attempt to, to climb it. Um, it is athletics uh, because you have to hold on uh, to it as it's moving around, sort of bucking Bronco style. Um, not quite bucking Bronco, but y you get where I'm going with this. So, yeah, you can make an athletics check. Uh, and would that be my action or the movement? Uh, we'll make, we can make it part of your movement. Okay. It is going to be considered difficult terrain, though. All right, so athletics is going to be a... 
I might still have inspiration. I believe you, you do. do. And that's a D eight or D six? Eight. Okay, so that would be a total eighteen. Okay, yeah. So, so you, um, as the tail sort of slaps into you, you catch a little air. You grab a hold of uh, one of its its haunches and um, and start trying to climb up. You get sort of onto its back. Um, you can take a dash action to get over to its head, but right now you're you're on its back. You sort of crouch down. You you've got like. Your feet underneath you, so you're not prone. You know, you've got one hand on it, probably the other hand on on your weapon. Um, so yeah, yeah. For this one, I'm just going to kind of I'm going to pull out the the saber from the blades of House Rain, mm-hmm. dash to go, and if I can, sorry, beard hair. You're okay. Uh, so yeah, if I can make an attack, I'm just gonna at least try to jab the saber into something soft and squishy that is not Sarai. Okay, go for it. Okay, that is a 16 plus 8. That's a 24 to hit. 24 does hit. Yes. Alright, and... Using my new favorite foe ability from the ranger, mm-hmm. it's going to let me do an extra d4 on the hit. So that is a total. Dinosaurs are your favorite foe. Oh, it's the since I went with the optional or the replacement class feature for the ranger from Tasha's. Mm-hmm. Let me read the ability. Yeah, please. Uh, the, I'm I'm excited to see. New stuff. Do, please don't take my um, my questioning as as uh, doubting. I just I haven't been. Full, I don't fully know everything on. Nope. on I understand anymore. Uh, this uh, favored foe pretty much replaced a favored enemy. Okay. So when I hit a creature with an attack roll, I can mark them as a as a favored foe for one minute or until I lose concentration. Okay. The first time on each of my turns that I hit them, including the turn I mark it, I increase. I can do an additional 1d4 damage. Mm-hmm. I can only do it three times per day for now. Okay, cool. Awesome. So yeah, you, um, what's the total damage on it? Total damage is going to be 13. Nice. Okay. Anything else, Talroth? Unless I can clench my ass cheeks to hang on tighter. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think that's a bonus action. Um, all right, we've got, uh, Meg. Oh, um, hold on. So, dealt 13 points of damage. Mm. Okay, so the, it, it has not let go of Saride. Um, it, it has not been sufficiently distracted from its meal to, to drop her. Thank God. I think. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Three. All right. That's that's one failure. Okay. Um, who's up next? 
Um, after Meg King is going to be oh uh, me on a ten. Oh uh, Queen Olorun. Oh yeah, oh, a Queen. Oh Queen, sorry. Yeah. Um. So, uh, how far away am I from from? It? Can I? I can't reach him in this turn, right? Mm, I don't think so. You you traveled thirty feet. Uh, forty. Forty feet. Okay. Good to know. Um, traveled forty feet. It is one hundred and ten feet. So if you dash, you'll be within thirty feet. Okay. Um. Let's see. I'm going to. Uh. I'm gonna move another. Um. I'm gonna fly forward another forty feet. Okay. Um. And start to kind of like move up a little bit. Okay. Uh, kind of like aiming towards the mouth of the guy that's got to ride. Yeah. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to cast because he's uh, that's the one Talros climbing on top of, right? Yeah. Talros. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cast guiding bolt. Okay. At first level, okay. on that guy. Okay, let's so do it. Here we go. Uh, twenty-six to hit. Absolutely, yeah. Excellent. So that is uh, not bad. Not bad. Twelve points of radiant damage. Okay. Um, and he is lit up like a Christmas tree. Nice. Which means someone should be getting sneak attack next time they stab it. Okay. After that, the oh. rock. Uh, is. Oh no! It's the next attack that hits him gets it, doesn't yeah. it? Yep. Yeah. So that's going to be my attack. Oh well, you know it is what it is at this point in time. Yeah, I'm. He's. He's 90 feet away from me, right? Yep. And I can only... God damn it, I can only get within... Missy Step is 30 feet? Fuck. Missy Step is 30 feet, and your speed is... 50 feet. I'm still 10 feet away, which means I can't... Which means I can't cure wounds at that range. He's not. It, Olorun's not within ten feet of me, is he? From where we. He. Uh, how, how far have you traveled? So I've been able to travel, um, sixty feet for the first time. Mm-hmm. You travel so sixty was, feet, so that puts you at yeah. ninety feet from the thing. Uh, yeah. Olorun traveled thirty, forty feet, and forty feet. So I've I've traveled eighty feet. So no, that's twenty feet away. Yeah. Oh, oh, aha, mm, aha! I've got it. So, um, if I misty step thirty feet ahead of me, that'll put me ten feet within Olorun, which means I can then move my sixty feet of movement. Right. That is correct. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, not I just am... a hat rack, my friend. Not just a hat rack. So I am going to uh, misty step forward thirty feet, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, being 
just filled with inspirational and bountiful joy from the light of Dawnbringer, that sassy-ass sword, <laughs> I'm going to move 60 feet, and I'm going to reach out and grab uh, Sarai's hand as it's in the dino mouth, mm-hmm. and I'm going to cast a second-level Cure Wounds on her. Okay. Which is 2d8 plus 3. Oh, wow, a 7 and an 8. That's that's really good. So that's 16, uh, 16 points of healing to you. 18. Plus 3? Yes, yeah, yeah, 20, 15 plus 3, yeah, 18. 15 plus 3 is 18. You got it. Okay. Uh, I think that's it for Sirach. Treasure. I am still literally hoofing it to this thing. Yes, you are. <laughs> you, you've traveled 60, uh, so, so you've got 90 feet to go. Another 60-foot uh, dash. Another 60-foot dash, I guess. Okay. I mean, I didn't know if you had your, your lightning javelin. I believe I do. Let's see what the range on that thing is, though. So I'd still have to get closer. Yeah. Would you? I think it's almost, I think it's up to like 120 feet yeah. in a straight line. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's 120 feet. Um, because it had said 30 feet, which is what I saw. And I'm like, oh, no, 120. Cool. Let's, uh, let's do that then. All right. I have put on the background track Dinotopia because I was hoping there would be dino roars in it. <laughs> there, are, there are not. Uh, and now I'm now I'm disappointed. Disappointed. <laughs> Isn't Dinotopia the book about like let's make Utopia, but it's us, it's kids with dinosaurs. I yep. yeah. And they all talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which is a dope thing, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Not what we're going for here. No, no. I mean, it's nice. It's nice ambiance, but I was hoping for, you know, Gary Dino Dino Roar, but it, it gave me nothing. So. That's what I needed. Thank you. So I am, <laughs> I am going to move up the 30 feet regardless because I do want to get closer to this thing to be able to do more damage. Okay. Um, Wait. And I'm going to actually use the, the charge that it has because that's probably the best thing I can do to get that 120 feet out. Um, it's going to need to make me a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dex save uh, 12. It fails. It was a DC 13. Nice. Woo. So now Treasure's going to be throwing this thing. She has no idea what the fuck is going on. She's just hoping it goes for the best. Let's see, 46 lightning damage. That is... Oh, there's choppers in the back of monster attack. That doesn't work. I just want that, to hear something roar. That is lightning damage. 15? Yeah. Nice. All right. So with 15 points of lightning damage, and that's a big flashy sort of sort of attack. It um it is gonna drop to ride. Um I am holding on to her. Okay. I can, well, I can reaction cast Featherfall on myself. 
All right. Because I am conscious now. You are. Now, the one thing I don't see here is whether that javelin's just stuck in the T-Rex or comes back to me. Oh, it doesn't come back to you. Cool. Then it's just stuck in the T-Rex. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so, uh, anything else, Treasure? Movement, attack, any bonus actions? Ooh. Gonna draw my my um, adamantine greatsword and wait till my next turn. Okay, sounds good. Uh, starting with the northernmost dinosaur. Uh, oh, that tail attack did nothing, but it probably does um, grab another another centaur. They are starting to rally at this point, and you can see the the sort of sweeping um, archery, the the ranger, the the cavalry archers that they that they are uh, beginning to take effect as they begin pelting uh, the the northern wrecks with with arrows. Um, the second one is continues to just wreck people chomps down uh, another dude slaps him with its tail um, this one is going to as uh, so to ride you uh, feather falling to the ground this one's focus is suddenly on uh, treasure uh, treasure you have traveled 90 feet uh, t-rex speed is 50, but it has reach on its attacks. Um, so as it is... Uh, yeah, How? Yeah. How does it have reach? It has teeny tiny arms. It's tail and it's head. Like, it's just very long, is is the point. <laughs> um, but, so, it as it's going, it's it sees the chicken. It's going to bite the chicken. So it's going to make the bite attack against Tarak. Um, Chickens can't fly. That well, it doesn't know that it has an intelligence of two. So and I was very brave. You were. Um, <laughs> so uh, because you're at you're at snack height, really. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the thing. You you you're flying at snack height, and it's like it sees the lightning bolt attack. It's very dumb. Like it just is purely reactionary, right? And it's like yeah. that thing hurt. I'm gonna do that. Wait, ah, <laughs> yum. <Dumb. laughs> Snack for the road. <laughs> oh, he's taking a roadie. Oh, natural 20. Oh, he's taking a roadie. Um, okay. And then it, with 10 feet, it'll it'll do the tail swipe on, on treasure. Um, 15 plus 10, 25. So, so that, but we'll... Uh, so it is 4d12 uh, max is... 12, 24, 48, plus 7, 55, uh, base, plus, lost that d12, luckily I have more, um, plus, 55 plus 22 is 77, plus, already out, 9, um, is 85, so, yep, what are your maximum hit points? 68. 68. Okay. Yeah. So you are going to have to roll. We need to roll on the wound slash pain chart. Because uh, you overdid me. Yeah. 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 So. Gonna, if I survive. I'm going to pull that up. 
Um, so All give right. me give me just a moment. Let me get that uh, that going, and we'll have you roll on that before your next turn. Um, you are also grappled and um, restrained. Uh, treasure, you got smacked with the tail. Uh, the tail is less painful, for sure. Um, I also take three less damage because T-Rexes are not magical, correct? They are not. Although this one is doing extremely well. Uh, it doesn't, it's not very <laughs> bad. 17 points of damage, minus three, 14. All right, that is it for that round, new round. Oh, just one question? Yes. Since I was on top of its back, do I have to make any sort of checks, or...? Um, yeah, as a... Re- uh, make me an... Uh, I'll take an athletics check. Nine. Nine. Um, alright, let's see. I'll roll, a, I'll roll a difficulty for it. And my initiative is nine. Go figure. Alright. So, uh, so, Tauroth, you actually do... Um, co spilling off of off of its back. Um, we'll say of the fifty feet it moves, you probably moved like twenty feet with it, and then like went kind of tumbling down. Um, you are going to take five points of fall damage. You land on your feet, but just you know you're not prone, but your knees and hips and they're they're gonna your ankles they're gonna feel that tomorrow. Like that's. That was not a good fall. So, okay. Um, I'm last. I have a three. So, who who's going first? Uh, uh, I think that's me with a king. Yes, it is. It is you with a king. Then Mars, then Olaroon, then Meg, then Treasure. Failure. That was an eight. All right. It's not plus anything, right? It's just you just roll. A, uh, yeah. Any bonuses to saving throws? So, technically, because this is a death save, if you are within 10 feet of a paladin and you have like that aura, that bonus to their saving throws, that adds to it. Also, um, so do any magic items that improve your saving throws. So, rings or cloaks of protection that give you a plus one to all your saving throws. It technically does apply to your death saves as well. And he hasn't died before. He has not died before. All right. So, yeah, that's a first uh, failed save there. Okay. First failed save. All right. Um, Roth. All right, just... I'll just roll with the momentum, just start chasing after the T-Rex. Mm-hmm. It's got Sorak in its mouth. Um, Saride is probably on the ground. I see this thing is at treasure, running towards it, pulling out the other sword, and I'm going to take my two swipes at it. Okay. Treasure's technically not within five feet of it. But yeah. it still has advantage from Guiding Bolt, does it? Yes, it does. You're correct. And uh, Sarai, you are not. He dropped you and moved 50 feet. You cast Featherfall, remember? Yeah, I didn't realize you moved. What a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Treasure caught its attention. With a lightning javelin. With a lightning javelin. That's attention grabbing. Can I just say, she essentially went 
kabam behind a KFC fried sandwich uh-huh. that was floating in front of his face. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're on the first attack with advantage. Here's hoping. First hit is an 18. That'll hit. Okay. And I'm just going to roll the second attack also. Yeah, go for it. Uh, but this, So this one is not with advantage. Correct. Uh, that is going to be a 13. Does hit, just barely. Okay, so both hit. Yep, 13 is the armor class of the T-Rex, of the Thunder Lizard. All right, so that is going to be a total of, oh no, 15 damage just from the weapons. Okay. And because both of them hit, I'm going to go ahead and kick on the charge for Zephyr Strike, just to at least get a little more protection going. And then the sneak attack damage from the hit that had advantage is another 13. It's another 13. Okay. So 28 total? Yep. Nice. I was hoping I was hoping for a nat twenty, but it didn't happen. Okay. Never does when you need it. All right. Uh, who is next? Let's see. Believe that's me. Go for it. Okay. So, um, so I am. So you move fifty feet up. So it's he's closer to me now, right? Um, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, okay. he did. Yeah, he uh, moved towards treasure. Okay, so yeah, so I think I should be able to to get can there. I reach him 40. now if I yeah. move, if I move forty. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go. I can't. Let's see. I am sorry, Sirak, but I'm going to have to leave you behind for just a minute. Um, as I am going to swing, as I fly up. And try and hit this guy with Dawnbringer. Okay. Um, so that is uh, eighteen. That hits. Okay. So I am also going to put a. Uh, I'm going to put a second level divine smite into that as well. Okay. So I'm going to do some calculations. So that is. Uh, so with the new feature of Dawnbringer, it is going to be. F- 4d8. Yep. Wait, no. One. D- yeah, 4d8. 4d8. It is. Okay. So it is uh, 13 points of damage on the regular attack. Okay. And then four plus another. That's a couple eights plus another 23 points of radiant damage with okay. uh, with um, the second level divine smite. And what I'm also going to do is use my channel divinity mm-hmm. to use inspiring smite, uh, which means that I can uh, I get to roll two d8 uh, plus eight, and I can distribute those temporary hit points to anyone within, I believe, thirty feet of me. Okay. Um, yeah, within 30 feet of me. 
Uh, so that is C two D eight. Okay. Uh, so that is eleven nineteen points of temporary hit, uh, temporary HP. Mm-hmm. Um, can I? Is, so who is within thirty feet of me? Uh, everyone butts a ride, I think. Okay. Well, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and give, because temporary hit points aren't going to help Sorak at all, right? No. Well, they okay, will. I didn't think so. Hold on. You've, you've let me heal people with temp hit points on Mantle of Inspiration before. But he's unconscious, so I want to know if, if, if it's... No, that's what I'm saying. You've, you've let me raise people, I actually think Sorak with a mantle of inspiration because it's hit points, even though they're temporary. Hmm. I am God, looking at rock. Are you living on borrowed time? <laughs> uh, there is no rule that prevents an unconscious creature from gaining temporary hit points. Thus, any method that normally allows one to gain temporary hit points should still work when a creature is unconscious. For example, someone could cast false life on the unconscious creature. Um, but I don't think it would raise me. I think it would just give me temp hit points. Ah. It's fine. I'll get him in a second. Yeah, so so here's what it does. Um, if he takes damage, he doesn't auto-fail the death save unless it exceeds the temporary hit points received. Okay. I'm then you know, yeah. Go for it. Okay, then I'm gonna give nine to Sorak. Uh because uh Talroth, you haven't been hit yet, right? Okay, yeah, so you have nine temporary hit points, Sorak. Uh treasure you get ten. Um and yeah, so that's my that's my inspiring smite. Uh that's my first turn. Uh that's my first attack. I still have a second attack. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a four, so that probably misses. Four total, oh. yeah. Yeah, and also, I forgot, I had Searing Smite on my sword. You did. So, uh, six another six points of fire damage. Okay. And it needs a con save, DC 16. Okay. It's probably going to save, because it's, it's pretty beefy, but... It is pretty beefy, Let's see. Uh, 18. Yeah, so it doesn't light on fire, but it does take an extra six points of damage. Got it. And that ends, and that ends my turn. Thank you so much for letting me do all that nonsense, Cody. You're welcome. All right. Um, who's up next? Treasure? Uh, thank you, Sarayad. I was going to do this before, so it's not meant to be pointed. I mean, it is, but not in a direct way. I'm going to move up 30 feet. Mm-hmm. And mantle of inspiration on everyone except for Olorun. Okay. So eight temporary hit points. Okay. And then I mean he's out of I, I can't get to him anyway, he's too far. Yeah, you, you, he is 20-ish feet away from you. Um, Third level healing word, so 14 
coins of I want you, I need you, oh baby, oh baby, to the to the bird in the dynamouth. All right. We back in here. Sounds good. And I believe that brings us to treasure. And I think I'm close enough to the dino now to do something about it. Uh, you, you have to move 10 feet, but yeah. Well, I will move said 10 feet. Yep. And uh, use my bonus action for... Uh, let's do Searing Smite. Okay, let's do it. And then both of my attacks... That's going to be a 19. Okay. That'll hit. And that is a natural 19, which okay. I hey! crit on. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, so let's roll the first one, which is not the crit. Okay. We don't roll ones in this house. Mm-hmm. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14 for the first hit. Okay. The second hit is 17 base plus the 2d6. Seventeen plus an additional ten, so twenty-seven on that second hit. Alright, so that is a total of forty-one points of damage. Uh that's showtime. Let's go. Yeah. Put down my chicken, you dinosaur chicken nuggets. <laughs> uh, as as uh, yeah, as treasure comes screaming at uh, at the giant lizard, just uh, wailing her adamantine greatsword into its knee, maybe shin. Um, I am like ankle or knee height, but this yeah. will be the. The best ankle biter moment and the only one Treasure will probably ever have. <laughs> probably. Yeah. So the blade carves deep into the leg, in cutting through the tendons. Um, the it sort of wails out um as the blood comes comes pouring out of it, its wounds um catching uh and breaking it down as it uh sort of comes slumping on to the ground. It is uh, because it's a little weird that cutting off the ankle of it, I guess, killed it immediately. We're going to say it's laying there incapacitated and and not a threat, but but um, not dead, right? Well, I mean, it's in the water, right? No, it's it's up on the land. But depend, like considering how those stupid little pre chicken legs are mm-hmm. she essentially cut the femoral artery behind the behind yeah. the knee yeah that's so good call so yeah it, it bleeds out in a very spurty spurty way that's why its arms and legs are so small that's where all the important veins are mm-hmm. so all right guys we are going to take a brief break it is 9 38 9 39 by my clock we're going to take 10 minutes we're going to be right back um, thank you guys for hanging out. We'll see you in just a few moments. But until then, stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Cole. 
playing Olarun Dawnseeker, the Oath of Glory ASMR Paladin. I'm Meg. I'm playing Saride Landir, the Eldrin Glamour Bard. I'm Eric. I'm playing Sirak, the Arakakra Horizon Walker Ranger. Howdy, y'all. This is Mars. I'll be playing Talroth Oakenblade, the Wood Elf Scout. And I'm Kez, and I'm playing Treasure, the Tiefling Pal, the Tiefling fighter i can words today i can words today i promise it is a struggle it has definitely been a struggle for us today so thank you guys so so much for joining us uh before the break the um during a tense mm, i won't call it a negotiation but perhaps a bit of an interview process um the party and the centaurs that they were talking with were beset upon uh by three Tyrannosaurus, three big T-Rexes. And so after after chasing them about a little bit and a couple of big bites on Saride and on Sorak, they were able to to fell the massive lizard. Uh, Speaking of Sorak, what? uh, Roll me a d20. All right, middle of the road, 10. 10. Uh, all right, so, Sorak, you suffer some broken ribs. Um, mostly seems to be about when you take actions in combat. Um, you have to make a constitution saving throw, or you if you fail, you lose your action and reaction. Um, roll me a... Roll me a uh, d6. Four. Four. Okay. So you're you're gonna need uh, four days of of rest and uh, and medical healing care uh, to to heal your broken ribs. What's uh, what's everyone look like healing wise, like health wise? I am at. 14 out of a max of 68. Okay. 10 pit points go away, right? Uh, yes, they do. Well, do they? No. After a while, Uh, yeah. After, uh, when you take a long rest, they go away. And after a long rest. Are the other two two T-Rexes still up and running, or are they dealt with? They, They are being dealt with, as you guys are watching. Um, once the... Once the centaurs have sort of gotten themselves back back together, while the T-Rexes are almost as fast as they are, um, they're able to uh, wheel about, uh, making sort of arrow charges and um, using their superior mobility. Uh, they, have, they are able to bring them down. So it takes them a little bit longer than, than you guys. And you can see they... As the final T-Rex falls, uh, you look over, there was about 30 of them, you know, about two, three dozen people, a little more uh, than 30. And you can see that lined up um, as they begin sifting through their wounded. Uh, It looks like there's probably about four wounded and another... And another... uh, Five that are uh, that are dead. 
Um, so you you guys are are now you know pretty close to to the tribes uh, to the tribe. Um, they are some of them are tending to the wounded. Some of them are tending to the dead. Some of them are harvesting um, the portions off of the uh, off of the T Rexes. Um, what would you guys like to do? Uh, can I use Lay on Hands on Sarak and Saride um, and give them 20 She's going to smack them away. Will you stop? She's, she's focused on Sarak and she's trying to help him too. And she doesn't mind him helping, but she's not going to let him touch her. I'm just going to sigh deeply and heal Sorak for 20. Okay. Boom. So you get 20 HP, my friend. Thank you, thank you. <clears throat> thank you! Try not to get eaten by a dinosaur next time. Is that... Uh... Is it hard for anyone else to breathe, or is that that's just normal after something like this? It's normal from what I understand. She's going to try to, like, calm down, figure out, because I can't... I can't do anything to speed this process, can I? Um, make a medicine check. Eighteen. Okay, so normally healing broken ribs takes like weeks and you have to sit and not do anything and you need like sometimes you'll wear a sling like it it's a process right um the the magical care and the medicine that you guys are are providing is what allows it to be uh care fixed in in days as opposed to uh as opposed to weeks. Do I remember that story of backbreak plus a negative backbreak <laughs> equals a full person? So perhaps broken ribs to negative broken ribs. <laughs> she starts poking at Sorak. It's painful, Sorak. <laughs> I'm sorry, you were supposed to be Batman. Oh, no. <laughs> Birdman, not Batman. Um... Oh, that's even more mm. perfect. Well done, Stone. Yeah, what can I say? I'm boy. At best, I'm Robin. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> Treasure's retrieving her lightning javelin. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, that's that's a thing I need back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So- out of the side of giant ass lizard um and you know just kind of looking around seeing things are quelled and making sure no other giant ass lizards are coming our way at the moment the water seems mm, well it's a river so not placid but um the, you, you don't seem to detect any any other dangers uh, immediately at hand. 
Um, you do notice that the tribe is giving you guys a respectful birth from your from your kill. Um, I will probably take a few minutes while the centaurs are taking care of their own wounded, their own dead, just mm -hmm. giving them their space. Uh, maybe see if I can carve out some steaks from the dino. Yeah, absolutely. Make a survival check. What sort of what sort of things are you looking to harvest? Well, Treasure mentioned something about a drinking horn out of the teeth, so yeah, maybe a few teeth might not be a bad idea. Okay. But also pretty much getting like chunks of meat to um, maybe see if when Screepers eventually shows back up, because he probably dipped out. Uh, maybe see if he wants to cook some up. Um, use some of that to kind of restock a little bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Make a, make a survival check. Can I assist with that? Because Treasure's 110% down with the idea of dinosaur jerky. Okay. Sure. Uh, do you want to roll survival or just have it roll advantage or? Uh, it's up to you. She said assist. Your survival is so. probably higher than mine. So she can give you advantage. Okay. So what would have been a 10 now is a natural 19 for a 27. Nice. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot here to, um, to, to carve through. Um, so it, it, how long do you want to spend, um, working on this, on this lizard? Uh, definitely getting treasures help to carve some of the, like the bigger pieces out faster. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe just kind of helping pull its lips up and just telling her aim here and here and we got teeth. Okay. Yeah, you guys can gather can gather some teeth. I don't genuinely know how big um, T-Rex teeth are, uh, to be perfectly honest. I I said the size of, yeah, I mean, I said the size of a halfling kind of to be dramatic about it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm an elf. That man is an angel. That man is a bird. We are not dealing with reality. Those teeth are the size of hobbits. Okay. So like they're they're three feet, you know, two and a half, three feet tall. Which actually now that I think about it is probably not so bad. Yeah. That seems about right. Yeah. Yeah, actually it does. So that's good to know. Yeah, definitely getting some teeth and pretty much carving out a fair chunk of meat. Okay. Just be able to kind of restock a little bit and have a good dinner. Yeah, absolutely. You you can um, you can butcher out uh, probably five pounds of meat, five ten pounds of meat, pretty quickly, because um, there there's just a lot of flesh to it um, that that can be harvested, can be gathered. Um, you do grab a couple of teeth. Uh, anything else you wanna you wanna work on? I'll say with that uh, check, that's probably that's probably like an hour worth of work. Um, if you wanted to get more, you you know, leather from the scanner, things like that, you, you'd be looking at another couple hours to get to get some more stuff. 
Yeah, figure an hour is good at first. Also, just every now and then looking back at the centaurs, see where they're at. And if I'm able to see that their leader is uh, free to talk, so okay. to speak, or at least not really doing anything, then just kind of making my way back over to continue our conversation. Okay. Um, yeah, she sort of, she continues to direct the information um, and places herself uh, on the edge of the of the tribe of the camp uh, between you guys and, and the rest of her people. So at, they are much quicker uh, about uh, harvesting the pieces of, of the T-Rex. You can tell that this is something they are adept at. And this is something that they are well practiced at um, at doing. So, but it, she does seem to to have made herself at least partially available tour to you. All right. So, yeah, just walking up, swords put away again. The double-bladed, just still slung to my back now, mm -hmm. hood down, just not trying to hide, mm -hmm. and just calmly walking up. I appreciate what you've done. It was a dangerous moment for us. You all are mostly unscathed. Well, uh... We're all alive, breathing. Unscathed is a little too much. We, we took a couple nasty hits, but we've been through the ringer once, twice. She nods in, in acceptance of that. I appreciate your help for what you've done. We'll invite you to dine with us tonight. And while the harvest continues tomorrow, I'll send someone lead you. Radovan. That will be most greatly appreciated. Now, considering that at least the size of my group, and just kind of looking back at them, compared to the size of yours, I think it's only fair that whatever we are unable to take away from this uh, this creature is all yours. No sense in letting good meat go to waste. She, um, she nods, thinks about it for a moment, and goes, it's very generous of you. They are difficult prey, at the least. I'll set my people to the task. Just kind of nod. Mm -hmm. Now, I did have one question, if it's all right. Speak. You mentioned that this... Uh, and forgive my pronunciation, uh, Rodovan. Was that correct? Rodovan, yes. If and I heard correctly, you mentioned he was the third 
to carry the blade that you seem to recognize as a kind of point to the double-bladed. That's correct. Is there a story how he obtained that blade, or at least how I'm taking a guess that Rodovan the first obtained that blade? Uh, she she thinks for a moment, and um, she'll sort of look at you. I don't know where the blades come from, but they are they're a symbol of the tribe's power the great Yongi, of their right for rulership. <clears throat> there is no secret how Radovan came to bear a windcutter. There is the greater gale and the lesser wind. Whoever in the tribe possesses the lesser may challenge for the greater. Whoever wields the greater wields the thunder across the plains. So this blade that he has, this is the greater gale. Yes. I'll get like um, like a small stick and see if there's like a little clear dirt patch and start kind of drawing out what I remember the other half of the sword would look like. Okay. And specifically where the where it would have been broken in half to kind of show where that damage was, mm-hmm. and just kind of point it out. And his sword has a similar look to this, where it looks like it's damaged on one side. I okay, so Co- Cody's confused now. Um, so the she's already confirmed Sorry. for you the great so the the greater scimitar, um, the larger half of it does have the broken handle. Okay, I must have misunderstood that before. I apologize. Yep. No, no, no. That that's okay. Yeah, because you you did ask about it being broken, and and she did, she did confirm that for you. So. Okay, I misunderstood. I'm if, sorry. If you are asking about the other blade, that's a different question. And uh, so I was just trying to make sure I understood, so I could give you the the proper answer. Because yeah, I don't want to mislead you guys. Nope, gotcha. So, um, yeah, I would ref- I will rephrase my question then. So since she confirmed that the the one that I'm looking for is Greater Gale, mm-hmm. I'm now curious about Lesser Wind. Okay. Um, what, what would you like to know about it? What, so re- go ahead and rephrase the question for me, or restate the question since um, there was that little, we got that little hiccup. Uh, so if Greater Gale is the the symbol of the leadership, hmm. 
And that is the one that I'm actually a fair bit interested in due to f- family reasons. What is this lesser wind you spoke of? Is it a part of the same whole or is it something else entirely? He thinks for a moment. Hmm. I haven't seen it. It's been hmm, missing some years. The tribes don't gather as often as they used to. Hmm. But by word, it is nearly the twin of the greater gale. Slightly smaller, as though they were set or forged from the same piece of wood, iron and wood. It was given to the son of the first Yonki. And he carried it, taking on all challenges until... He thought himself strong enough to take his father's place. And so it's been passed. Not necessarily from father to son, but from challenger to champion. Well, considering that we're... Just kind of looking back at the T Rex is getting essentially piranha by everybody. Yeah, they they're they don't quite descend on it like locusts. They they are very skilled in and precise in in their movements. And you know, it takes there's a bit of like rope work and ringing, and you know, it takes some some horse muscle to you know flip it over and move move a leg and pull a bone out. Like these things are fucking massive so you know it's it's not quite just like butchering a normal a normal animal like it takes it takes some big uh haunches yeah so kind of looking at all that seeing as how we still have a fair bit of work to do before uh dinner i'll go at least let my companions know what's going on I would like to have uh, to continue this conversation with a story later, at least giving a bit of understanding of my intention of asking about this blade. All right. You sort of eyeballs you a little bit and um, nods, lets you, lets you go on your way. She returns to directing her, her, Soldiers, tribesmen. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Apologies. Yeah, so I'll kind of come back to everybody. Mm-hmm. So it looks like we got barbecue tonight. <laughs> Treasure's halfway through burning a couple cubes of steak. <laughs> uh, yeah, so on the good news, they invited us to dinner. We are not going to be eating. Instead, we're having dino meat tonight, so that's going to be kind of fun. And, uh, yeah, just to kind of make nice, not figuring out letting uh, all this good meat go to waste, 
whatever we don't take out, they'll pick up. That's fair, because I have no idea how to cook this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's anything like like some of the steaks we had before, it's like a nice medium rare should do it, shouldn't it? Or is this more like chicken? That's the problem. I don't think this has any fat on it, and she's holding up like this crusty charcoal chunk on a stick. <laughs> well, what if we like wrap it up in bacon or something to get some fat back on it? I mean, don't, don't we have like any butter left or anything? Do you have bacon? Because I don't have bacon, and I'm pretty sure whatever butter we had is in Screamers' personal pantry, and I ain't going near that. <laughs> We do have bacon. We have bacon. I don't know if it'll save this, though. Uh, maybe not that particular piece. I mean, if it's well done, just save it for Screamers. He likes overcooking his meat. Does he? <laughs> he makes pie. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's basically a projectile. <laughs> well, all right. So we're having we're having dinner with the tribe. Yep, uh, kind of a bit of a thank you for helping out. So at least uh, seems to be a bit of a peace tonight, and seems like they agreed to at least have one of them lead us back to this uh, Rodovin the younger. And that's the one that has your blade, you think? Well, at least that's the way it's looking, but... <sighs> something about this is not sitting well. Some, something's weird about this. What do you mean? I know it's been a while since I've at least been back home and seen the blades and all that, or at least the half the blade that at least to my knowledge, is still back at the village. But uh boss lady there was saying that the greater gale is the one that this Rodovin has, but the lesser wind has been missing. Now, unless we're talking about a couple different sets of swords here, either the, blade, the blades might have belonged to them at first, and my village stole it, or vice versa, or something. If they did steal it, is that really going to change anything? It depends on if the one that's back at home is really that lesser wind they're talking about. I mean, I'm, Sorry. I'm still trying to understand it myself, but I figure... Having a nice little dinner, sitting down, and maybe if I explain my story, might start putting a little more sense to things. Of course. Might I suggest something, Master Oakenblade? What's that? Don't steal from them. I had no intention of stealing from them. Your intentions are the least of my worries. It's your actions that are. And she's going to turn and touch Sirak and try to double break his ribs because she's pretty fucking sure. <laughs> she can just fuck. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's physical therapy. It's supposed to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, you just hear him. Treasure just offers him the burnt dino stress ball. <laughs> he just bites down on it like a piece of leather. <laughs> it is about as tough. Well, that's good. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Just breathe through the pain. Pain is weakness. Leave the body. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was at this point Sirak realized he was getting beat by Saride while having a ball gag. Interesting. Okay. Well, she knows how to do it now, so you know. <laughs> I'm done. I quit. I'm leaving. I'm out. <laughs> Going home. Hello, camster. Hello, camster. We're not this isn't Camster Friday, yet. guys. It's not Friday. <laughs> um, so, you guys gather the rest of your, your troop um, who are making their way up. Um, Trevers wasn't even on your cart. He was just hanging out in the back. He, he just... He was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not getting close to that. Um, as you guys are... Uh, do make your, your way throughout the day... Um, anything in particular you would like to do before before dinner? Can I have a conversation with Donbringer? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of like sit down and I'll be like, so I'm supposed to do this hero business. Glory. You know, all of that excellence and strength and, you know, become a legend and all that, right? Doesn't respond. Oh, well, you know. I think that in every tale that's ever been told, a hero always had a companion. Not necessarily, you know, may not necessarily be a person, but they always had someone or something, like a horse. So, I was trying to think of... What would be the name said beside mine? So, I figured if I'm meant to do this, I'm meant to do this right. And I will spend ten minutes and cast Fine Steed. Okay. Um, what sort of steed are you finding? I am finding. I believe it is. Yeah. Well, actually, if it's just, it's not fine. Greater steed. So it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just fine. Regular steed. Yeah. Um, But uh, it has the statistics of my chosen form. But it is a celestial fae or fiend. My choice, of course, it's going to be celestial. Okay. Um, And it could be, it could be a warhorse, a pony, a camel, an elk, or a mastiff. Oh God! Um, Can it be a pony? (laughs) <laughs> um, but look, if I'm going to do this, I need to be, uh, as heroic as humanly possible. And I feel on like a, a war. We, I need feel to, like... 
Winnie's dead. He needs a new master. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get a uh, a brilliant, um, almost golden warhorse. Okay. Um, uh, with um, like a silver mane, and uh, I yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast uh, I'm gonna cast fine steed. And uh, that's my last second level spell slot. Uh, as I summon uh, what will now be known, who will now be known as uh, Zephyros. It's a good name. No Dawnbringer, but it's, it's a good name. And, uh, I will kind of like nod at my new horse companion mm-hmm. uh, as he kind of like coalesces from the mist of magic or from the other planes. Um, so now I have a horse and his name is Zephyros. Sounds and good. And he's glorious. Hmm. So, yeah, that's just something I just wanted to get that yeah, done. Yeah, please, sorry. congratulations. No, nothing to be sorry about. Well done. <laughs> I'm not not going to go giving Finnegan to other play, to other people, okay? He's got nothing else to do. He's got the planes to ride through. He's fine. He's got wonderful grass to leap about in. He's just sitting on a couch somewhere like, what? <laughs> Probably. Um, okay, so dinner approaches. Um, one of the things you, do, you guys do notice is that since uh, since the fight, the drums have been oddly silent. Um, there is no there is no thundering uh, across the plains currently. Um, it is just uh, they have some other sort of sort of music uh, that that is being played to accompany dinner. Um, they do have some sort of uh, like bow and fiddle sort of uh, music. Um, it looks like they they adapt their their short bows with different strings, almost like mm, kind of like a washtub string, like a big standing bass. So it's more. It's sort of those sort of like string instruments that that, that get plucked. They're a little more, um, I won't say haphazard, but they're a little more primal. You do see the drums uh, that that were there, and um, they're very much the the big sort of bass drums. Looks like they're um, set to be worn uh, on the front of uh, of one of the centaurs. Sort of um, very much the big heavy bases of like a like a drum line you know um there is no formal like table uh where where things are served but there are um spits of meat and it is mostly um roasted like kebab style things and um and vegetables so you sort of skewer your your meal together 
and then um, they have bowls of um, of sort of lined in like sauces and spices and things, and you you kind of dip your your kebab and um, coat you know coat it per bite sort of um, as you as you do, and the food is uh, it's it's very good. It's perhaps a little spicier than um, than you may have uh, suspected. It is uh, not a not a tart sort of spice. It's very much more like a um, almost bitter kind of spice, like like a like a heavy mustard kind of. Uh, but there are some milder sauces. There uh, seem to be some like. Cream, things are a little creamier, a little, little more yogurty. Citrus seems to be pretty rare for them, so not a, not a lot of that. But, um, but other things are, are definitely there and seem to be enjoyed uh, quite, quite a bit. Um, you are sitting uh, around a fire with um, with a tribal leader uh, who, whose name uh, you guys have not had the chance to really ask um, um, but she tells you uh, her name is um, Michelle Evan. sorry Shalavan yep So, you said you wanted to share some sort of story. Yes. Uh, now, the thing is, if in the sword, the greater gale that you're talking about is what I think it is, then it might have been one that belonged to my family a long time ago. And I'll start explaining from the beginning, talking about how went. So this would have been something like, I think it was like 80, 90 years ago, something mm, like that. You were, so it's close. So it's like 120. Okay. So, so yeah. So starting like 120 years ago, talking about when Tawroth was a kid, this attack that happened on the village, he wouldn't, he would not have remembered who had come in. So those details are vague. He just, but he would talk about how his father, Votho Oakenblade, had a double-bladed sword similar to the one he's using now. Mm-hmm. Would have fought back, but the blade itself was broken, and afterwards, half of the blade disappeared along with his father's arm. And just kind of explaining that since then, the family's been trying to recover that blade, just trying to follow different leads and rumors. And pretty much ending it with that there's a chance that the greater gale might be the missing half of my family's blade. Um, make a make a performance check. Okay. Oh, the goal is not to come off accusatory, more just 
explaining the story how I would have learned it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Natural one. No, natural 20 for a total 19. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Nicely done. Of all the times it decides to roll a nat 20 now. <laughs> um, so. Let's see. Oh. Hmm. I. Uh, they listen intently. Um, the the leaders of of this tribe, um, Michelle Evan, her attaché and confidant, um, they sort of nod and and kind of understand. Um, I don't know if your sword is the same. Mm. But a few generations back, for us, probably four, five. Can't remember what she sounds like, so we're just gonna press forward, aren't we? The first Yangi united the tribes, and took part in a great conquest. Vision, purpose, united under a singular cause. That spirit abandoned us to the north, abandoned us, rebel to the north. But the Yungi held true, let us. Led us in victory. May have been about the time your village was set upon. I don't know if this blade is yours, but to us, if your father could not hold it, and he didn't deserve it. You will not take the wind cutter from the Ayangi purely with words, tales of yesteryear. You require the lesser wit. With it, you could challenge for the blade. Without it, you'd be declaring war, an affront to all tribesmen. The Yeongi holds power as he's earned it. The plains thunder 
at his command. When she says that, you hear the hooves begin to beat into the ground. It sort of shakes. But along with it, whether by enchantment magic or, or prestidigitation, perhaps some greater illusion, with the thundering of the hooves, you hear the sort of sky crack that even people who, who live in thunderstorms daily will jump at. The kind that is right above you, right next to you. Type of thunder that shakes windows and rattles doors. Yes? Um, can I cast Comprehend Languages really quick? Sure, yeah. And jump and startle and, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry, what was that? What was that word again? A youngie. Does that mean anything? Um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, so it is, um, it is the, um, Yeah, it is the the thunder caller essentially. Like it is, it is the one who summons the storm. Um, it is a it is a title, um, and not a. Yeah, it, it it's a title. It's not necessarily like a literal title. It's um, for the tribesmen um, along the plains. Thunder, wind, storms. Uh, being swift, these are all elements that are sacred um, to them and their lifestyle. Can I <clears throat> do a a check of some sort to see if I know what I know what I think it is? Can I check to see if I think it's right? Sure. I, I, what do you think it is? It's you, so I think it's Yancey Bid. Oh, okay. Go ahead. You can make a check. What is it going to be? Um, make a history check. Yancey Bid, she'll never forgive you, Cody. Still haven't forgiven you. Let's goddamn go. Listen, somewhere in, in that universe... There's a very angry, very autistic druid who is sitting and waiting just like, come on, motherfucker, blow the wrong way and I'm going to come at you. <laughs> it's a 21. A 21. Um, so Yancey Bin um, was defeated on the prime material plane uh, by a group of heroes. By who? You say her name. <laughs> you say her name. Lady Winifred Wilton Smythe! There you Hyphen, go. Uh, Whatever the fuck lies. <laughs> well, I'm glad I had you say it, not me. Love of my life. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, by by a group of heroes um, on the prime material plane, some 80, 90 years ago, something like that. But correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, and this or is longer. This is also so ninety. Yeah, about ninety, hundred years ago. So this is part of a, a Sarai thing as well. Mm -hmm. Because I know when demon lords or stuff, when they die in the prime material, they just 
go back home and respawn? Yes. Uh, so he would have. Same thing? Yes, something like that, but it still is too short for them to have, for the elemental evils to have reformed. And I don't know that I rolled high enough for this one to ask anyway. Do they reform exactly the same, or is it just there is a Lord of Wind? There, so the so there's always the there are always the um, the elementals, the lords of the elements, right? Um, the elemental evils are sort of the twisted dark versions of them. They are not guaranteed. They are not like supposed to be there. They're what happens when uh, something corrupts the plane. So. Whatever, whatever, so like, whatever did the corrupting may still exist, but it wouldn't be Yancey Bin again. It would just be a a, a different um, evil wind elemental. I'm also just realizing the reason it was Yancey Bin was because of the shadow. So that's great. Way to go, friend. You fucked me over in two campaigns. But is it sort of like with Dragon Age? You know how when you do that thing for soul lists? And you, I mean, spoilers for Dragon Age Inquisition, you fight his friend that was a spirit of wisdom that's been turned into a pride demon. Okay, yeah. And you have to kill it. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to the place it was going to be in, but it's not the same person, or it's not the same spirit. Yeah. Is it the same thing? Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, it, it is like that. It is not the same. Energy... Right. ...takes up that space, but it's not, hey, we have a raid! Thank hey, you, raid! Thank you, raid. Thank you guys so very much. Welcome, hey. welcome, welcome. Yes, it is. It, something will fill that void, but it is not the same creature. It is not the same spirit. It is not reincarnated, but something else will come along to to fill that void. That's a good way of putting it. Excellent. Then I will keep call, casting Calm Facade on myself and <laughs> fucking with Sarah. Okay. All right, so after uh, Shelevin, that was her name, correct? Shelevin, yeah. Okay. So after explaining my story, then when she starts explaining pretty much about how if it's like if Votho lost the blade, then he wasn't worthy of it, definitely going to bite my tongue a little bit on it. Just trying to offer the same respect they were showing us when I was telling my story, just not yeah. reacting, just listening. Mm-hmm. Well, as I said before, my intention is just to see if the Greater Gale is the companion to the blade that's back in my village. If it's not, not a problem. I just continue my search and wish the tribes all the best. However, in the event that this is... The, the blade that I'm looking for. If this is the missing half of, well, I wouldn't even consider my father's blade anymore. You're saying, and I understand, it won't be given up without a fight. I'm saying, if you, no. You you will have to fight for the blade one way or another. You either challenge for it in singles combat, if you possess the lesser wind, or 
you attempt to wrest it from the hands of every hoof and the grip of every centaur across the plains. Well, I am, as you can obviously tell from my slightly smaller build in comparison to you fine folk, a straight-out fight is not something I would prefer to do. I can at least give you my word right now. I will have no intention of challenging for the blade but I would like to see it just to check it off the list. She, she, sort, she sort of nods and smiles. And I, I think you're overestimating my importance in the tribes. But Ashenville here will guide you west. And there... You can have your audience with Radovan. You've done us a service. And you've earned at least that. What happens from there is between you and him. Well, then I say we at least have a drink to a decent hunt today. Drink to the drink to the victors, and remembrance to those who did not make it. Well said. And she'll she'll raise a glass, and they they will all sort of join her. The dinner throughout the night is is good. Um, they are gracious hosts. Uh, uh, to be to be sure, um, they do have some sort of like uh, big round um, like. Bivouac, Sherpa, tents. What are those? What are the yurts? Like big yurts. The tent, but it's yurt. round. That's what makes it a yurt. Um, the, the, they set up, and they're very quick to sort of set things up and break them down. Uh, but they they do offer you um, the best hospitality that they that they can. Um, is there anything else you guys would like to do before calling it a night? Yes, sir. Ride. Um, like as as we're going to our yurts and everything's calming down, um, she's going to to play a song of rest okay. for anyone that needs it from our team or from her, her their people. Okay. Um, but it is a it is also a, a elven and it's in Sylvan. It's okay. a song of mourning. Okay. For fallen heroes, so it's sort of a tip of the cap to sure. everyone that died fighting a t-rex which honestly is the way to go i mean yeah make a make a performance check for me They appreciate the song. I'm going to say they don't understand your Sylvan accent. Um, so 
every while you're singing, they like it's very beautiful. You you do a great job singing, um, but you know what it is? It's me being in middle school, being super into the Riverdance soundtrack. Sure. Yeah. And just singing it in the corner while no one knows what the fuck I'm talking about. It, I, I, I'm gonna say, yeah, it's that while the while you're performing. You notice that they sort of are kind of talking over it, not in like a rude way, but they're like, but you keep noticing that they, they're leaning am- amongst each other going, and you finally hear one of them, like, do you know what she's saying? No, I don't know what she's saying. Is 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 that Sylvan? I think it's Sylvan. I've never heard Sylvan. Like, it's that. It's fine. I don't care anymore. <laughs> they applaud very loudly when you finish. Damn right they do. <laughs> I was as I was saying that I was like, "This is going to sound like they're happy she stopped," but that's not the intention. <laughs> I'm so dumb I didn't even pick up on that, so I'm no. just like, "Oh my god, I think it's nice. They do applaud. They applaud very loudly. They enjoyed it very much. So now I have a question. This is serious. Okay. How do centaurs applaud? Uh, with hand, hand and hoof. Both. Both. That's a lot of noise. It is. Clack, 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 clack. Yeah. yeah. Went the trolley. It's an encore. Clack. <laughs> it is. It is a lot of noise. You, you get the feeling that rhythm and, and music play a big part in their culture um, because they do have, they, they just have sort of a natural rhythm to, they're running and walking and, and travel. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, the drums are never played throughout the night. Treasure's just happy to see other people with hooves, so she's going to ask if anybody knows how to get good horseshoes around here. Okay. <laughs> sure. They, um, they don't believe in... Ask them to they, dance! They don't shoe themselves. Um, that That is... Uh, I think that would be weird for them. Really? I thought shooting was good for them. So, um, sorry, I just happened to know. Um, horses who are, um, on what we would consider like pavement and asphalt and things like that, that will wear down their, uh, feet, um, uh, very quickly, which is, how the modern invention of horseshoes actually came to be. Um, but a horse who is like a wild horses who are able to freely roam plains and move around, um, that will generally, it'll wear their hooves down at an appropriate rate. Really? Um, grass and like soft peat will wear it's that just, down? Yeah. Like constant. Over- Constant friction over time. I mean, I realize they're also like full horse pounding it into the ground. Yeah. So, mm. wow. Yeah, I learned just something. Or you know. Treasure's just like, really? Your hoofs look great. Mine are crushed from being in town the entire time. No, we don't. I don't yeah, even know. Yeah. No, we got to get, you got to get out in the plains. Can't be, can't be in that town. That's gross. Got to get the, the dirt and the hooves and I don't know what under the hoof nail or whatever it may be. It's called the frog. I kid you not. It's called the frog. 
<laughs> she's just complaining about how her hooves aren't half as glittery as they usually are because they've been in town for so long. <laughs> well, they they are they're a little wilder than than that. So they they try to commiserate, but I don't I don't know if they can. It's literally city horse, country horse, exactly what Eric yeah. was saying. Yep. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. Well, you guys gather up your stuff. You do turn in for the evening. Um, the I will say that I introduce everyone to Zephros before everyone goes to sleep. Okay. They are. Yeah. They. They like him. Like him enough. He's a magic horse. So yeah, they're on board. Uh, I kind of reach up and I like put a hand on the side of his jaw and I just look at him and go, are you going to talk back to me like the sword did? Does he do anything or? No. Oh, oh, uh, no. No? Okay. Mm, Good. And just kind of waddle away. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we are going to call it a night there. Thank you guys so, so much for uh, hanging out with us, for um, for the raid, for playing. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We're going to be back uh, next week with some more Disasters in Danger. Later this week, we've got probably some Diablo, and I believe we have episode two of the archives uh, coming this, this Thursday. And for yep, our patrons, yep. A to Z Monstrosities will be up sometime this week. So thank you guys so, so much. We will hang out. Yes, Meg. Cody, what are you doing on A to Z this week? Uh, A to Z this week, we are finishing Beholders. Ooh. Yeah. I love it, but I hate it. Beholders Beholders is where we left off, so I think we have Gazer and um, and Death Tyrant to to do. That's so rad! Yeah, yeah. Death Death Tyrants are terrifying. Yeah, man. Yeah. Death, Death Tyrants, uh, if you guys watched season one, Death Tyrants uh, nearly TPK'd the party, and we had to have some story reasons to to slip out of that. So, <laughs> uh, so yep, we're going to take that terrifying monster, we're going to make it a little more terrifying uh, this week on A to Z. So, awesome, guys. We're going to see you guys next time, but until then, be cool. <laughs>